This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Huzzah. Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and, and me, the this guy, guy that just turned in his car for his lease. I'm without a car now. Jason Smith, are you? Are you? You turned it in. That's it. No more yeah, BMW. No more BMW. Wow. No more nothing. Did you, did you wash it? I, I mean, enough. It Three years it in. without it's a wash. Why start now? Mine. Yeah. What? What the fuck, man? No, it's weird. Like <laughs> we're here to talk about the shows we love and want you to love. Yes, and right? we'll tell you all about the streaming wars, what to stream and where to stream them. But, but also, <laughs> like with all this pandemic stuff. I had a choice. I had a choice of like keep a car and just have it sit out front for no goddamn reason. Then they really trying hard to put me in a new car. Oh yeah. Right? That's their job. Really trying. Like all I need is another, like a, like an, an upgrade too. They're like, get the gonna... seven series. Why? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I could spend a thousand dollars for nothing. Yes. So, exactly. so that, it's an albatross. Well, I mean, the, there's one thing like the, the new, uh, the, <laughs> this what? is stupid, but the new Teslas can play like uh, Ooh, Grand know. Theft Auto in them. So like I just like I can just play video games in my car. Almost seems worth it. It's like a different kind of man cave, right? Oh, but Tesla's no, like, my new car. But um, that's what but my daughter. Next. It's time for get my daughter is now seventeen. She's had to spend her sixteenth birthday. She's excuse me. She's not quite seventeen. She's basically spent her sixteenth birthday right as quarantine started. When her birthday is all the way to her seventeenth birthday, completely in quarantine. So what we're actually going to do, and what I think is going to happen, is. I'm going to break down and buy her a truck. I'm going to use all the money I'm saving from not having a car to buy another car that she can't even really drive because they haven't even, she can't even go out and do her driver's test right now. What are you going to get her? We're going to get a little pickup. She wants a little pickup and she wants to paint it pink. Little pink pickup. Like she wants a used, like a used pickup? Oh, I mean, if it were up to her, it would be an F-150 yeah. painted like a Mary Kay paint. Like Angeline. Yeah, but but like like a big truck. She wants a she wants a massive truck. She wants she wants something that can haul massive amounts of weight with no intention of moving anything with it or putting anything in the back of it. That sounds like the most LA thing you could possibly do. It really is, but I, I figure I don't have a car now. So I, basically what's gonna happen is I'm gonna buy a truck, paint it pink and put around in it uh for the next six months until she can finally drive it after we get out of quarantine. I, I'm not mad at that idea, by the way. And you're saving money every step of the way. And on top, by the way, this would be another good show as opposed to house hunters. <laughs> we could do like car yeah. hunters, truck hunters. Truck hunters. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Nah, it sucks. It's yeah, terrible. Truck, truck hunting. Yeah, <laughs> it's a terrible idea. No, house Second it came out. Not, yeah. No house, house hunters. hunters. Are you addicted awesome. to it like I am? 
dude, we watch so much of this shit around here. And like, these are my favorite ones is like, just do the commentary stuff. Cause, uh, Jesus, I'm so mad. I yell. No, they never pick what I want anyway. <laughs> no, never. They never pick the house you want, but I, I am always, I'm going to ask, first of all, I'm so excited about our guest today, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask them specifically. It's like, they only get three houses to look at in the format of the show. It's like, they have to pick one of those houses. Like I, I never see an episode where they're like, nah, fuck it. They all suck. They're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay in my place and, and right. spend this hundred thousand dollars fixing it. No, never. Right. They're always getting something out of those three choices. It's like the real estate brokers have to be pretty happy. They're like, I don't care. Yeah. Well, those Look are the three we see. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we can learn some secrets. Maybe we won't. I don't believe that we'll hear any. Maybe we will. I'm not. <laughs> okay. in, I'm not in, my intention is not to get the secrets out about any of that stuff, but except to just vent about how angry it makes me every time the people pick a house because they're never right. They never pick the right one. They ever. pick the shitty house like nine out of ten times. Yeah, or at least not the one that we would choose that we know it's best for them. Right, but you know what I love about this? You know, so about House Hunters, Comedians on Couches, and House Hunters, Comedian on Couches, Unfiltered, is that, first of all, the level of guests they're getting, the hosts are amazing. Like Dan Levy and Natasha Leggero, they're, they're huge in their own right, but the guests they're getting on the shows, John Mulaney, Seth Rogen, J.B. Smooth, Ali Wong, I mean, this, the list just goes on. It's like, oh, shit, I, I would watch every one of their specials. I would watch everything they do. Now I get to just see them riff on houses. I, I, it's a wonder you, you imagine comedians having something to say about other people doing stuff. It's, you know, and buying things weird. It's crazy the way it works. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so should we, without any further ado, let's get the hosts of House Hunters, Comedian on Couches, Dan Levy and Natasha Leggero. Yeah. All right. All right. What's up, Dan? What's up, Natasha? What's guys? Thank you for being here. Dan, I'm on my wrong computer, and so now I'm just a voice. <laughs> That's fine. I'm I'm in Florida, guys. So I don't even know what the quarantine is anymore. I mean, COVID <laughs> doesn't exist here. It's 2019. Um, I'm actually live at a concert. How are you guys doing? <laughs> is it, and it's a new hair I'm, look, I'm right? FaceTiming from a Def Leppard concert. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> oh, my God. I love Def Leppard. <laughs> Also, I love you guys' intro. You're like Dan Levy and Natasha Leggero, but those guests they have. No, I said you're huge God. in your own right. <laughs> That's what I said. You're already huge, and then you get huge guests. This is huge. Look, Dan's got the hairdo of a guy who just got invited to join Old Town. So we're. <laughs> Yo, my hair is growing out. I mean, look, my hair wasn't like this on the show for a reason. But now I'm in Florida, and my frosted, my frosted tips are fitting in perfectly. <laughs> Hey, you look young, Dan. That's all that matters. You really do. That that's all that I care about. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, don't grow a porn stash though, because my mother's like, Oh, it makes you look old. I'm like, that's great, yeah. mom. Thanks. Now I can't take it off now anyway, because I'm afraid what I look like underneath it. And, you look great. And and the fading hand tattoos also kind of give it away that you're not eating anymore. Are, are they fading? Are they fading? <laughs> you can get those redone. This is great. Thank you. I love this. Please continue ripping it. 
just want to be quiet. So, no, please continue ripping on me. Please. I, I absolutely yeah. love it. This is this is great. I couldn't pay for this. If I had to pay both of you to be here anywhere to rip on me, I couldn't afford it. That's so this well, is we, fantastic. We, we, we are offering pandemic prices. <laughs> I want to before we jump into anything, I want to Natasha, you don't believe in ghosts? What the hell? <laughs> How do you not believe in ghosts? Do you at least believe aliens are real? I mean, what's going on? You know, I, I do. I, I always get in this fight with my husband because he says absolutely ghosts aren't real. And I'm like, well, what about all the people who've, see, who've said they've seen them? Are you going to deny their experiences? You know, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard for me because I know a lot of people have had contact. <laughs> but yet you can't say it without laughing. <laughs> yeah, because well, those know. people... Sorry, you never know what medications people are on. <laughs> Guess. <laughs> it's not that far. That's, Stone's throw. That's the, uh, that's the answer. I, I, I know. Look, they might have seen a ghost or they might just be bipolar, but we can't judge them at this moment. <laughs> and Dan, where, where are you on this? Are you just agnostic? What's the deal? Do you not believe in no, ghosts? No, I don't. I don't believe in ghosts. We, we, we discussed this. It's also funny because we watch so many of these episodes, like, in our, you know, we watch them since so much with everyone when we're doing the show so right. they have interviews about the show uh, about the episodes like you know months later and people bring up like you don't like ghosts we're like what are you talking about but then i re remember it's, yeah. that, it's the house in boston but the most insane things happen those episodes when people just like ask us randomly about the episodes it takes a second right. to be like oh right 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 the ghost the crazy ghost couple in boston i just want to let you guys know just because i don't want you to think we're too weird like, I also don't believe in ghosts. Like, Cliff is the only person here that believes in ghosts. He's the outlier, not you guys. I just want to make that... He also kind of gave away that he believes in aliens. No, I didn't yeah, kind I of. Aliens are real. Yeah. <laughs> not kind of. What do you think, we're alone in this in this vast vacuum of a universe? Come on. No, I, just, I mean, I'm... I, I would just... Bring it. Until I... See see something i don't i don't know i don't know what exists you know but i will say that every time i smoke pot i do think i hear something so <laughs> i will say i mean i know people have been saying there's been aliens for a long time but i'm starting to feel like w this world this country like it might not be that great if aliens have been hovering and they keep on being like no we're not gonna enter <laughs> no interest <laughs> like there's been there's been so much talk of aliens. It broke up Link 182, you know. But but it's not. It's what? Where are they? Like it's time for them to start abducting people or something. Or is right. this, we're, we're, we're that boring. But also, it's like now is the time, right? Yes. Like yeah. kind of like waiting for your chance. Wouldn't now yeah. be like a perfect time? No one's around. Everyone's inside. Yeah, there there would definitely be like an alien meeting, you would think. Be like, hey, the world's under lockdown. Let's move in. And they're all like, no, that world still has like Boston Market and people still go, you know, to Universal Studios for fun. Like, let's just stay out of that world. Yeah, Cliff, where are they? Seriously, where do you think they are? Oh, I mean, you, you want to really get me started, Natasha? First of all, they're, <laughs> they're, in, they're in Antarctica. There are okay. multiple bases in Antarctica, allegedly. Okay? okay. Let's just start there. And on top of that, but Dan, you have a good point. Why Thanks haven't a they lot, uh -oh. guys? I've been working so hard to make this podcast alien free for the last nine months and wreck it all in one goddamn episode. Thanks a lot. Well, here's my question, though. 
Cliff, so if they're in Antarctica, like, why aren't they in Boca? Like, what are they doing? There's other parts of the country, and they're only in America? They're only in cold parts? Oh, no, they're all over the place. Antarctica is just one of their underground bases. You see how crazy I sound? Right. As I'm saying it, I realize how crazy I sound. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm very aware, yet they're real. <laughs> I got no explanation. By the way, no, I'm a lunatic. There's no doubt about it that I'm absolutely insane. That being said, I, I still can't shake the fact that I'm positive they exist. You just, just know it like in your heart. that. And, are and as you say that, I even sound crazier. And I hear it. <laughs> we need to get a, an alien couple on House Hunters. That's how we'll get a season three of Comedians <laughs> Uncounted. If you can hook us up with an alien couple who's looking for a condo. By Area Fifty One in Canada, yeah. But are there really are there really three different places they're going to be able to find in the, on the poles? So you can go north, <laughs> south, two in Antarctica, one with a one with a one with a pool. Yeah, we we don't need that many bedrooms, but we need a giant garage because of our UFO. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's it's good fare. It's good fare. Mm. So, all right, let's talk about your show for a second because we're going to just get the hell out of this subject. How did you guys like meet? Like, how did this happen? First of all, this this inception. Oh well, me and Natasha met like a hundred years ago when the aliens <laughs> when, when the alien gossip first started, um, and uh, we've been friends, you know, for forever, you know, for like almost twenty years at this point. And then um, did a show at Largo, um, like almost two years ago. I don't even know is it how long now because of the pandemic, but. We did a live show where we Zillowed properties on on Zillow with a real estate agent, me, Natasha, John. And we've been trying to do like a show like this for a while, just like the real estate and comedy. It's been something I've always wanted to do. And, and then we're with always the pandemic, texting each other like Zillow links and kind of like having our own fun with it anyway. And uh, yeah. so then when we did the show, I think people thought it was a show. Like people said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So we're all we did was do a live show where we just talked about the things that we text each other, and people were like, "Oh, this is the best thing you've ever done." And we're like, "We've worked so much harder on so many other things." But um, <laughs> but anyways, and then when the pandemic happened, HGTV was like, "Hey, would you guys want to do it? It's the the perfect, the ideal thing right now, you know." Um, so we did it during the pandemic, but then it was it was great. People loved it. That then we were able to do um a full second season on Discovery Plus, where we were able to, you know be a little bit more edgier with the episodes were longer we had more fun we were able to like you know not completely make fun of the people but really make fun of the situation they're in <laughs> see that's you just thank you for for stepping into that because i was sitting there going how are they being so restrained like you're not making fun of the people at all no and we I, made fun of the people for like 45 minutes they just cut it out <laughs> yeah yeah well it was a lot of them being like hey stop making fun of the people I and mean, we were like sorry but they're right there no so, but um, I think, and i the think mustache? the comedians love doing it too because it's like you know houses are so safe to make fun of we can totally <laughs> make right, just, you're not getting canceled for that at all yeah there's not gonna be an article like ali wong takes down tutor you know, <laughs> trending on twitter <laughs> Oh not gonna pull pull old tweets about us making fun of a mid-century modern home and then all of a sudden we have to write an apology <laughs> as a homeowner you. and a father <laughs> i apologize deeply saddened and apologetic for, for making fun of the wood paneling 
Um, no, but yeah, so we just had a lot of fun. And it, it was so easy to have our friends do it because like you saw on the show, it's really as simple as zooming in, watching the show live, making fun of it. And then they say, bye, that's it. They don't even, sometimes it happens so quickly. Like the director can't even get them to like do a pickup. Like, Hey, could you just say thanks? And it's like, hello. Oh, they're gone. They're gone. It's okay. Next, next one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so Fred, I'm going to ask you, do you, Dan and then Natasha, do you guys have, what's your favorite episode? Do you have one? Of the ones we shot, mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I, I really loved the the thruple. Like, I, I just loved learning that there was, like, three people out there in a relationship looking to buy a home. You know, like, that was inspiring to me because, you know, I'm a, I'm a boring cis white woman. <laughs> well, what, what, what really surprised me is that how much, uh, how much uh, of an opinion the third person got. I always imagine yeah. like the, the core, like, yeah. And I guess Jelly. it's a throuple and everybody gets an equal say, but I feel like the third person got a lot of control over what got picked, which I, I was surprised at. Yeah. She wasn't, also, she wanted the three car garage. What What's going on? Dan? Oh Tell me. yeah. That, that episode, I think like the, the funniest thing and the most shocking thing to me in that episode was when, when she was like dead set on three sinks in the master bathroom. It was like, that just doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. Like there's just that like there's this gaping right hole in the system. Like, That's why isn't there more three sink bathrooms out here? She was so <laughs> upset. It's like, honey, you're gonna have to get a contractor. Like that is a thruple problem. You're not gonna find the three sinks. And and there was you still know? like a definite person who was calling the shots. Like there are in all of the couples, you know. That's kind of the fun thing about watching it is like, you know, you can kind of tell right after meeting them who's gonna be deciding where they're going to live. And that's always yeah. fun to track. <laughs> yeah, it was not Brian. I can tell you that. <laughs> he was not the, the one. I, I Brian, Brian already got his cookies. He think? doesn't get to pick anything else. <laughs> yeah, shut up and sit in the back seat. <laughs> but I thought Seth had a good idea to just put the whole thing as a trough. That's how you get the <laughs> <Yeah>. sink. <laughs> that was a good idea. But yeah, my favorite episode, something. I think, was... The episode in the the in season one still was the couple in Georgia who mm. broke up in the middle because they never discussed having kids, even though they discussed about having a mortgage for 30 years. They never discussed kids. So in the middle, they broke up and they were looking at condos in Atlanta and it was like so dramatic and the real estate agent didn't know what to do. And when we went to the commercial break, we're like, are they even staying together? What is this soap opera? Well, I think once you start out buying a condo, you know, you're already, you're not at the most advantageous position. And the kid thing freaked me out. It's like, how do you not have that conversation? I do not understand that. It makes no sense, but it's perfect theater. Oh yeah, it was great. I mean, honestly, I will say like House Hunters just delivers every episode is just, they, they produce it perfectly. I mean, every episode oh, yeah. hits everything you want to hit. So you know, we're excited to to do this for 1,000 episodes is what we keep telling them over and over again in every interview we do. <laughs> How can you not? I mean, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so simple and easy and funny and you could just keep watching them. I just let it play. And it, yes, so how are you not? I can't imagine not doing 1,000 episodes of this. Well, okay. we also made a list of all of our friends we wanted to ask and like all the first people said yes. So we were like... <laughs> So happy to be able to like have, you know, and also during quarantine, it was so fun because we're not seeing any of, usually these are people we're hanging out with at the clubs every night and, 
you know, now it's like none of us has seen each other. So this is just, you know, you know, Zoom is as good as it gets right now. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's but you're making the best of it. That that is absolutely for sure. And okay, so I want to ask you cuz I was talking to Jason about this before we bring on is I don't know if you could tell me or not, but it, it feels like they only show three homes, right? So it's like you know they have to pick one of those homes. What what the hell? It's like most of the homes all suck and they have to pick one like is that really happening? They're picking one. That's it. They're locked in. They're bought, like that couple with the mustache who bought the build it yourself house. Like that was it. They were building that house, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, like, really, because you know we're a different show than at the actual house hunters. But yeah, I think Dan Clifford house trying hunters. to get some dirt. He's like, he's doing that set on us. I like it. Secret. Yeah, you want to get like a list of like every where are the aliens, guys? You want, you want names? <laughs> Cliff wants bank statements. Like, look, Cliff, we don't know. We just make fun of these people, and then even know we we're gonna do it. I mean, we don't know how to produce this show. I'm convinced. I'm convinced the house is already bought. But I do think that forty percent of the time, I'm convinced that the house is already bought and picked, and then and a lot of it's pageantry, and so that's why they justify picking the wrong place every time. They're like, "We bought this one already. Let us be on the show, and we're going to pretend that we're going to consider these three, But I already got that one. That's the only way I can think that they pick the house that sometimes that they pick. Guys, is this podcast called Deconstructing House Hunters? What are you doing here? No, we're obsessed. That's what it is. We're literally obsessed with the show. It did like when we found out you were coming on, it was like the best weekend now. I was like, oh great, I have something to look forward to next week. That's a hard pull nowadays. I mean, maybe they show them, maybe they get like some that they get to say no to before they present the three. I mean, who knows? I'm sure there's I'm sure the producers of this nine thousand season of television have figured it out. I mean, I feel weird about this because Natasha and I both signed an NDA with the Bobby Brothers Blood, so we can't speak about any of this kind of stuff. <laughs> this is this but is also I, why you can't prove aliens. I don't real. know. I think Cliff. that I have problems. Same thing. This is the same reason we can't get any answers out of uh, any of those bases down in Antarctica. All these non-disclosures about the aliens. It's it's a problem. It's a whole it's problem. We, we didn't know when we got into the HGTV that we had to like do all this stuff with like our blood and the property brothers but you know what we're like you know what we love the network we love discovery plus so whatever we got to do we Chip and Diane, everyone, too, they were there we encourage everyone to download the discovery plus app because you know what why not i did <laughs> come on I downloaded it. I paid the money. Everything. It's worth every penny. There are more channels on there. And by the way, the, no, the app is awesome because it's it, it's like basically called all the best of of everything from the network. So it's actually, you know, it's an app that if you do watch House Hunters, you're going to want this app. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, international. I mean, there's got to be thirty thousand episodes overall of every show that you know, like all the House Hunters alone. Did you say Culb, Natasha? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just checking. <laughs> I'm very sophisticated, especially when you can't see me. And it's I, <laughs> pulling out big words. <laughs> I, I'm here with the dictionary. I got the thesaurus open. I'm. Uh, Wait, it's easy for you. Now, Dan put himself on the line. You're hanging out there behind the dark screen. All right. Yeah, I'm sitting Thank here you, with Dan. the worst lighting ever uh, from me and Florida. Patio. Just looking, just looking as worse as I possibly can. You're on the, the nine in, Palm, in Palm Beach. 
I'm yeah, yeah, we're, we're at we're at Merlago. It's pretty it's it's a good it's, it's first of all, it's getting a bad rap. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is it <laughs> He's at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> He's at I just felt like, look, I got to come. I want to just suss it out and see if it's really bad. You know what? <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we, it's fine. It's fine. I had a sign my... to be here too. You guys just... <laughs> and my parents are Jews from Long Island. Believe me, they spend three months in Boca. There's no easy. Okay. Maybe more. Turnberry Isle. It's a whole thing. Trust me. Oh, wow. I'm very aware. Yeah. yeah. I, I would never go though. I can't. It's just Florida. What? Florida. Florida. Yeah. Why? I, I don't recall seeing a show in Florida. For no. You guys. No, there was. There was the episode where the that crazy. Um, wait, was that was that season one, Natasha? Well, what was the episode where it was that old couple and their son was their realtor and their their budget was like <laughs> one two, so they were their home was like eighty five thousand square feet. Oh, that was that Florida. Episode? That was Boca, wasn't it? Yeah, Boca. I love yes. Boca. You do? Well, yeah, I mean, Boca. I did a show there once, and I, it was like beautiful. <laughs> you enjoyed yourself? I had a nice time. Yeah, I was in a gated community. Felt very okay. safe. <laughs> doesn't it, listen. It's it's, it's uh, what do you got, Jason? <laughs> it's about. I was just kind of calling it, and we got to get. We're getting close to end. But I was also going to say Boca's great. It, it's all. I think it's all gated communities. But yeah. Oh, man. All right. We got to let you guys go. All right. So thank you very much for making fun of me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for this amazing show that you do. So it's House Hunters, Discovery Plus. There's seasons one and two. Are we looking down the barrel of a season three? Is this, do we know yet? Is this happening? We are. Me and Natasha are. (laughs) We're planning on it. (laughs) We're We're going to put it on streaming on, uh, uh, Quibi or something, you know. Yeah, anything. Yeah. We're making real estate purchases based on season three to season ten. So we're just hoping <laughs> happens. Oh guys. Thank Whatever you so you much for it, being here. It's it's really, really funny. You guys make it so much like it's oh. great to have you guys as a part of the show because it's just so much more fun listening to it with you guys. Uh so commenting. much more. It Thank makes you guys so much. Really me. appreciate it. Okay, Thank great. you so much, Natasha. <laughs> Yeah, thank you guys so much, uh, House Hunters. Check it out. And, yes, uh, House Discovery Hunters, Comedians Plus. on Couches, Discovery Plus. Thank you guys very much. Tasha, Dan, you, have a great Aliens one. are not real. Aliens are not real. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Now I got to deal with that the rest of the show, Dan. Appreciate you. Bye, Natasha. Bye, Dan. Oh, I wanted so to say Natasha Legero and Dan Levy, yay. but fuck. I, I, I'm going to have to take some uh, a leave after this because oh, the back so of my funny. head is hurting a lot oh, my goodness. from laughing. They're, they're so good in the show, and I mean, they're, they're so funny just in general. Natasha's one of my, and Dan both, but uh, are some of my favorite comedians that I ever get to listen to. I'm so We're so lucky to get to have them on here, but also, like, I just love that show. I know, but it goes so damn fast. No, it goes so damn fast. That really went look, like we two just minutes. did that thirty minutes in two minutes, right? Like yeah. much less an episode that of House Hunters. We're already done. Yeah, that wasn't fair. I know, it, but we I promised to ask them. about John I promised, Mulaney. <laughs> I promised them. To, I promised them four o'clock. No, no, no. We did. Listen, we did, and we're very lucky to have them. So, I, and by the way, again, you know, there are certain things that that we do on the show, and but this is one of those things where it's like I fucking love this show. Oh, I know. I really oh, I love it. You know, and, and what you hope is that everybody's nice and chill and relaxed when they're watching. They're nice and comfy. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, hanging out in their uh, MeUndies, which is yeah. actually having, speaking of, having a loungewear sale right now. So if you're going to chill, hang out, with a, hang out with a bunch of other people who are also on Zoom. I saw that. 
I got an email about the doing loungewear. A, doing a pair of MeUndies. Like, not only Sam. we get 50, 15% through us by using um, MeUndies. Excuse me. You, MeUndies. You okay, offer code stuck. I'm just, I'm belchy. Uh, <laughs> offer code stuck. I don't know. It's something about, like, seeing <laughs> Natasha and Dan today just makes me burpy. Uh, 30% off loungewear in, in addition to that. So you're just chilling, which is really funny to see this picture of like four people um, hanging out on the couch. All their hairs are undone. I, I can only assume they're all roommates because this isn't just, this is definitely not a picture of four people are that are have, have not, not seen thruple. each other for a long time. This it's is a thruple and their friend. <laughs> yeah. Thruple and their pod for, and their, their, their fourth roommate. Well, you know what they said? Me and said, I got that email. They're canceling jeans. Yep. Jeans Stop are canceled. Jeans. Use the code stop jeans at checkout for 30% off all loungewear. Yes. So meundies.com, uh, offer code stock, right? 15% off. And also get the membership, $19.99 a month. That's, you don't like it? it? They'll send you your money back. Yeah, but this has never happened in the history of MeUndies. Like three people have asked for their money back and they still wear the MeUndies. Yeah, they, they just do. lie. They just, yeah, they just, they just, uh, yeah, they just, ca- they cross out the thing in the back. They just rip the tag off like assholes. <laughs> get soft right away. All righty. Yes. All righty. You ready for today? Yeah. I, I'm, this has been a great day already. I feel like we're in a win-win I, situation. I, mean, I wish I could have kept those guys around for another hour and a half. It's really good to I wish like, I had I all my notes. Go like that, but I just wanted to. I, I have copious sure notes. Okay. Yeah. I, I wish I had all my alien notes. You guys, it went just me. so fucking fast, right? It just went so yeah. fast. It yeah. hurts. I couldn't get enough. And, and I, I really, and then they got me, they got all I could come up with. I was, I was fumfering on the Antarctica base. I couldn't even talk. Like I had a whole, I have whole theories. <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs> no, we're not going to, I'm not going to do that to you. I love you too much. Yeah. I'll do it on my all off right. time. All right. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Let's hit it. Get into the, 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 you know, into the, into the interesting, <laughs> I'm th- sure some of this stuff has already been talked about. Um, but, um, some, some entertainment news that I just think we should potentially bring up because it is part of the, the thing, uh, Pepe Le Pew has officially been canceled. He's been removed from the pro, the space jam sequel, uh, because, uh, Pepe Le Pew does not understand consent. You know, it's not wrong. No, it's, I, I never, you know, I didn't think about it, but now the second you say it, I'm like, yeah, you know, you're absolutely, that's okay. Sure. Supposedly in the movie, he would have learned about consent in Space Jam to uh, uh, Pepe Le Pew Aru, uh, but it didn't. But they are going to get rid of him. And I really think that that's absolutely true. If there's one character that's taught anybody about the thrill of the chase, it has been uh, Pepe, who just says, hey, I know that you don't love me or don't understand me because you're not a skunk. But if I kiss you enough, right. you will You'll understand. Yeah. And so, he's also, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, he's a bully. Because isn't he the same character that'd be like, if someone said that about my mother, I would. He whispers in the ear and then they like beat the other person up. I don't know that scene, but that's probably true. Not from Space Jam, just from the Looney Tunes. Yeah. I don't remember those parts, but uh, maybe. Yeah, I feel like he was the instigator on top of all this. Yeah, he's, he's of- no good, Nick. Like, well, it's that concept of the romantic, but not like the, not the consensual kind. So that, right. that is a thing right now. So that's, that's a lot of people are talking about Pepe. Um, I don't like you, like, like you, I was like, if there's any problem, like, I think the, that yeah. if you're going to go with problematic ones, I think that you're going to go Pepe, uh, speedy. Um, and then, you know, everybody else's shades under that. But I think Pepe probably sits on the top of the list of like, him and maybe Yosemite Sam, because I'm sure that some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is. Oh, yeah. 
Yosemite Sam for sure. For sure. Yeah. He'll be next, by the way. <laughs> He's on the chopping board. There's uh, no doubt. We're canceling cartoon characters, though, so that's a yeah. thing. Well, we got to, you know, and there, well, there's you're always influencing youth. Well, there's the, you know, we talk, there's the stuff with the, the Dr. Seuss stuff. There's always, you know, just cause it, just cause it was, you know, I think it's almost like in my head and I, I might be alone in this, but I, I, I feel this way pretty, pretty strongly is the things that you should cancel are the things that you teach kids, right? Like those yeah. are the most problematic things, right? Like yes. Dr. Seuss talking about, you know, uh, people of Asian cultures or of African descent in a negative or stereotypical way is might be somebody's first or like early representation of that particular culture or, or a race and yeah, is then they absorb it. Yeah. And they absorb it earlier. If you teach oh my Sharia, you just come right. in and I love you. Oh, why do you run from me? Right. Like, and you teach that that's the, the, that's the chase, not the, you know, that right. he's the bad guy, you know, that is Problematic. the time to do it, do it early. I, I agree. I do. I agree. You know, um, Okay, go on with news. And I, I agree a hundred percent across the board. That's why I loved when Disney kind of was talking about their slate and how much diversity they were putting in and redoing like Little Mermaid with Halle Berry. And you know, they're really, you know, there's a lot of effort being put forth to, you know, that, influence the thinking in a very positive way. What were you gonna say, buddy? Oh, nothing. I mean, and I think, you know, and I had a big long talk with this on stereo, which is a, another fun thing for everybody. If you're not coming out in stereo and talk to us, I saw I sat and talked with uh with a gentleman named, you know, uh, we had a very funny gentleman named Thotty Scotty, mm -hmm. um, who's very smart, but we were, he's a huge DC fan. Right. And so we had a long talk about black Superman. Right. And I, I'm defended black Superman as a, an option. And he's like, no, there doesn't need to be a black Superman. Make just get white Superman. Right. You know, and I, I still disagree. I think that sometimes, you know, adjusting certain aspects, whether it's race or other pieces allows you a little more freedom creatively, because you're not held to all the things. The minute you call him Clark Kent, the minute all that other stuff happens is the minute you have to go back and he has to be from Kansas. And if he's not from Kansas, people are going to freak out. So I think like the idea of adjusting and updating uh, and creating more diverse characters also like just like Miles Morales and Spider-Man mm -hmm. gives you a lot more, more to play with than just uh, trying to remake the same white guy that they haven't been able to get. Maybe there's a reason you can't get white Superman right these days. Maybe white Superman can't exist right now. Well, you know, what's also interesting is, and I think this is the deeper thing, is the idea that kids, right? So a black kid's looking up how many of their heroes, you know, can they look at and be like, that person is just like me. They're looking at a bunch of white dudes. Right. And it's like, how can they relate to find these, you know, like we all do, we, you know, as we're growing up, we find these different role models in film and television. And it's like, well, yeah, sure. Everyone looks like me. So it's easy for me. I can right. pick that one or that one or that one. But especially in superheroes, which is now the predominant go-to in film and television. I mean, look at it. it it's saturated. You know, right. I, I think there has to be this diversity right. across the board. Oh, it I, has I, to. I, I agree with you. I, I think that, you know, after, especially after talking to Thotty, uh, who is, is a, is a, is a very smart and, uh, and, uh, fanatic, a DC fanatic, uh, black, uh, black man. Yep. Uh, he's okay with, uh, you know, like white Superman, right? Cause he, he was a fan. He grew up and that's the person he liked. He doesn't want a different Superman to be fans of. He wants to be fans of this Superman. He wants him to be done. Right. And I get that too. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a thing and there's something to be said cause it needs to feel organic and real. It needs to, 
it can never feel like it, it should never feel like, and it cannot be diversity for diversity's sake. Agreed. Um, and I think that that's that those are the weird little lines that get drawn when it comes to the superhero characters and all those pieces. Um, and, he, and but making deliberate, smart, uh, uh, decisions on how to create a character that makes sense within this, you know, specific, you know, cultural, you know, cultural norms is, is important and appropriate and coming up with characters that are black to start or Asian to start or female to start and not having to like, you know, not, and have it not feel like it's tough right now. I think when Disney, you know, I, I say all this stuff, but at the same time, when Disney owns half of them and Warner owns the other half, it's hard to feel like anything's deliberate anymore. Right. right. Like we talk about um, all the issues that um, Ray Fisher has been having as Cyborg talking about what's going on over at Warner Media and HBO. Mm-hmm. And then hearing that they're creating, you know, they're all the, the, the same group as creating Black Superman um, doesn't necessarily make Ray feel like they're actually doing anything. And a lot of people feel like anything's going on so much as somebody up at the top is trying to find a four quadrant uh, reason to change everything to adjust the PR. And so that's the thing that needs to change uh, right. with all that stuff. But also when you start talking about it as kids, it's okay to get rid of some of the, these aren't sacred cows. Pepe Le Pew doesn't need to be somebody that we need to die on the vine for. No one gives Ra- a shit. The racist version of Dr. Seuss doesn't have to be the person we have to know. Ever at all for any reason. And no one's no. going to miss it. Nobody's going to miss it. Right. It doesn't, it's not such a part of our, uh, of our, it's not lexicon, but it's not such a part of our tapestry, you know, of pop culture that it's like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? It's it's, bye. See ya. It doesn't matter. But you know, I, I, I want to just say that I think, I mean, okay. I know I'm going to jump for a second, but did you, did you, did you watch coming to America too? I couldn't get through it. How did this movie get made? You want to talk about cancel? How did this movie get? I mean, it is the most sexist. Like this thing is is atrocious. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's it. it, it's. I was cringing the whole time. Like, oh my god, what the f- is happening here? I I I couldn't I couldn't believe it. And it's the number. I mean, allegedly they're not releasing number. I don't know how they figured this out anymore. But it's the number one movie that came out this weekend. Which you know, I mean, there, I don't know that there was much that it was going up against, but is that is that a thing? Did they say that that was a thing? Well, you know where I saw it. I think it, Brandon Katz wrote about it in the Observer. Hmm. Well, I will tell you that uh, Ray of the Last Dragon, yeah, tell I me. think was number one overall from oh, the movie theaters. What'd you think? Um, I thought it was good. Like I wanted to be a little bit more fun, I guess, but like <laughs> there was some was good stuff. Good. In it. I thought it was good, I guess. Like I wanted it to be more fun, mm-hmm. but like it was better than it was better than because the last movie Disney put out was Soul, which was fucking great. Uh, one of the best, one of the top three movies for sure of 2020. Ryan the Last Dragon is not that movie. It is good. It is fun. It is better than most things, but Disney sets its sets the bar too high. Like it's not Moana and it is not Frozen. However, it is fun. It is fun to have a, like, it's just, again, you know, Disney movies, just like, uh, just like for some reason, Christopher Nolan movies have to be based around a central theme that gets repeated over and over and over again, whether that is the hero we deserve, um, but not the hero we need or whatever, or I don't, I, I, um, I, I I don't have to, uh, if we fall, get back up bullshit that Nolan wants (laughs) to do. In a similar way, this one's all about trust, right? right? And so they're gonna 
they're going to, th- they, they hammer that home so hard that at a certain point you're like, well, why would I trust only one person out of five has been proven themselves trustworthy in this particular dragon world. So why would I side with the people that are telling Rhea to trust more? Right. It doesn't, it doesn't align with the, the movie enough for me, um, especially near the end. And I was like, it was fun, but um, I was like, just quit beating me, the, beat me over the head with that. Also, why, why can everybody run on, why can all the dragons run on the rain? Only the water dragon should be able to run on the rain. It is very established that they are water dragons and that's what they can do. Just not okay. Not okay with me. Listen, the movie is, I thought the movie was watchable, right? And right. it's oh, like, it's yeah, look, it's, it's watchable. It's definitely fun. It's kind of derivative. You know, it's a gorgeous animation, right? Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Good folklore. Right? It's 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 kind of ensconced in in traditions, right? But its execution was like mediocre. It wasn't that funny. The humor was kind of like the story was kind of you know boring, and it, it didn't really give me anything to connect with. It, I, I, do you know what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think that I think that overall that was probably the sentiment overall. Um, there's nothing bad about the movie, and I think no. it's fun. I think that um, I mean there are some issues because it's uh, it's about uh, you know South Asian Southeast Asian people, and so there were some issues because almost all the characters were voiced by um, Eastern Asian people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of that stuff that there were some considerations there. But overall, I thought the act the voice acting was fun. The um, I don't pl- know who played the big kind of warrior guy that kind of shows up near the end, but he cracked me up almost all the time when he was on there. <laughs> Aquafina did as good a job as you can with a with a with a goofy dragon. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed for the most part um, the movie, but it wasn't like I was I, I think I'd put too many um, eggs in that cartoon basket and thought I was going to get us something like Something, yeah, like another Frozen or something. Well, I mean, Comandra was kind of like, you know, also ensconced with the arts and cultures and myths, but it's like various Southeast Asian countries, right? It's kind of like a a love letter to the region that kind of summarized everything through this, you know, through Hollywood. But it didn't, again, when I talk about the connection thing, it didn't feel like it depicted, uh, uh, you know, uh, any kind of authentic version of just one country. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, so that was where I felt it just, you know, fell flat for me. But again, you know, it's, it, and by the way, it's, it's, it's gorgeous looking. That's beautiful. Oh, it, it's a piece of art. How the animation is that I, I, this is going to be my new bitch for, I, I feel like all I do is complain because I really love movies and I, me too. I watch really bad movies all the time. I watch fucking all of boss level. That's how much I like movies. Um, you didn't like boss level, but uh, we'll get into boss level. But um, the one thing that I noticed here is why does water have to look so realistic and everything else can kind of look like cartoon people? Like that little fucking potato bug with this furry face that look exactly like a Disney cartoon character, like Pluto <laughs> dressed up. And then, but water has to look absolutely real and gorgeous. Like it's, there's the, like this weird kind of thing where they're like, it's almost Roger Rabbity sometimes when they have like really high level of detail on these physical areas. But like, but like the bug has like these bright big eyes and it smiles all the time. And it's like a goofy like character thing. So sometimes that, that gets me a little bit too. Yeah. Listen, it's beautifully drawn. We can say that, right? <laughs> it's absolutely, I don't think, I don't think, meanwhile, what is it? Uh, like 90 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes yeah, uh, for good. the critics. Yeah, but it's, it's all, it's all in that B minus range, right? It's all in that three out of five star kind of range for it. Right. Three out of five stars is still a, 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 a fresh so it got it got fresh, but it's not like getting fresh A's. It's like yes. a 
You're it's right. like that one kid you have that's good enough at sports to like that Caesar enough because they made the varsity <laughs> team. They're not gonna they're not gonna go to college on it at all. But at least we don't have to be embarrassed by them. Listen, the audience score was down though. It's the audience score is at eighty five percent. It's not as high as the critic score. So I think the audience is, and this is just the opening weekend. So I bet they made a fortune though. I mean, because uh, well, I mean, people buy, people paid for it. I mean, people a lot of people paid for it. Um, yeah, and then the bucks. movie, yeah, and then the movie made eight point six million. In the in theaters? theaters, that's good. Yeah, I mean, top for, ten for, grossed at twenty million. We are on, <laughs> we are on the rise, guys. <laughs> it's all happening. Yeah. Progress oh, marches yeah. on. Burr, yeah. burr. All right, we got any more news? Um, no, not really. I mean, there's okay. a couple little things. I don't, you know, we can dig into. Um, there's a whole. <laughs> I I really don't want to get into this one because it hurts my my heart, but. Um, there is a little bit, there's a scandal um, facing Lovecraft country where one of the extras is saying she was, her skin was vi visibly darkened by the makeup team. So she could appear to look more like the character she was portraying. Um, it's a hard one for me to talk about because I don't know the ins and outs of this particular yeah. situation. So I feel a little bit uh, challenged to speak on it with, it with any sort of intelligence. However, I know that this is a big deal. Um, and, um, you know, I don't know what the, you know, in my brain, I say, okay, well, you're trying to match, match the, 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 what, you know, a person that's also being in the movie, but I also get why this is a big deal. Um, so that, that, that is something that's being dealt with right now. Um, yeah, I don't think I could, I, you know, I feel like if I said anything, it's going to be wrong, even if it's right. And I don't right. mean that in a bad way. I'm saying like, it's obviously a big deal. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm not in any place informed enough or, you know, yeah. look at me. It's like, how, yeah. how the hell can I really talk about this in an informed yeah. manner? On, um, and, yeah. And on the other side, the, the only other news out there is that uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry basically reveal that uh, the queen and all those people are racist and that's why they left. Um, that's the last of the news. Oh, really? They don't say it directly because they won't, but basically they said like that their son couldn't become Prince because because he's uh, mixed race. Basically, and that's one one of the big things that they kept saying oh, to him. Man, for, yeah, yeah, that is fucked up. I mean, listen, though, I don't know why anybody's surprised. I mean, if you watch The Crown, I mean, Prince Philip's a freaking Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the I mean, a literal Nazi. I'm not saying like you know, like you call a politician a Nazi. This guy was a Nazi. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like he like, liked yeah. Hitler. Yeah. No, there, there's definitely there's definitely a big thing in here, and you know they don't they don't name ever any names, but like if you're the if you're the if you're the son of prince charles and you have to deal with anybody there's only two people that you really have to go against yeah, who are you life. dealing with <laughs> prince charles right right and mom grandma yeah well Queen, i mean philip right? too right, right. and the dad the well, philip, I, I feel like philip's already in so much trouble with the epstein shit that philip doesn't get to say anything anymore oh um, is he a part of that whole debacle oh, epstein you know and, i don't know uh, this stuff oh i thought i figured you knew but philip and epstein they kicked it a lot oh god a lot Oh my God! So I don't feel like, but I, 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 and I, maybe he does get some say. But like, if, if I was, if I was here, and they did, they didn't name any names. But the only two people I'd care about their opinions are there's only two, Daddy and Grandma. How do you not change with the times? So wait, so you know I don't know about any of this stuff, which is why I love this news section that you do that you came up with, and I, I, I on, <laughs> I look forward to it every show. Um, why? What happened? Did Meghan and Prince Harry leave or something? Yeah, they've like, left. They, what does they that left. mean? They made a fairly public, um, like we're not part of it. We don't. We're not taking money. We're going to go pursue our own thing. They moved to L.A. Um, you know, they're doing their completely their own thing. 
um, they're they're not getting any any money from the you know from uh, from the the royal family or any of that stuff. Wow. They're not doing any of their jobs. They dropped out of all that stuff. Holy crap! They did this last year, so this is their first like conversation about all that stuff. They're also welcoming another baby. Congratulations! That is a huge. I mean, it's one thing to talk the talk, but to be like, yo, I'm done with the trust. I'm not yeah. taking another dollar. Yeah. I'm leaving the house of Windsor. I'm not going to any of the, the Balmori, whatever the hell it's called. No more summer homes, castles, nothing. I'm going to mm-hmm. go and live with my actress wife. Yeah. So, so does that mean they denounce their title? I don't think they have titles either right now, or at least they're not participating in any of it. Um, I, I don't know all that. Like I, those I are definitely chills. things we could bring some people in. I mean, they did get $7 million for this interview. So Great. They deserve every dollar. Yeah. They're not hurting by any means. Well, yeah, but I mean, look, seven million is nothing. I mean, if you like, not to us, but I'm saying to them. I mean, this is a guy who you know walked out of his house and he walked on a private, you know, uh, Boeing uh, Airbus, whatever. Well, you know, he's got a, a Boeing business jet that yeah. that takes him anywhere he wants to go. You know, you're not doing that for seven million. So that's a big. I mean, that's real. That's very impressive. I have to say, I did not know this. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Holy Absolutely. crap! I mean. Yeah. At what point do you just go like, you got to step up with the time? Like, are you kidding me? Like you can't have a title because it's. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they left on their own. They felt like they were getting pressured in a weird sort of way. And there was a lot of stuff kind of going on. Um, Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where it's, it is. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, with, with Mm. any of this stuff, like, I don't know for sure if it's the queen and Prince Charles who are the ones that they're talking about, but like, I don't see why it'd be anybody else. Who cares what the the secretary says? The or advisors or advisors. Right. All it takes is like, hey, Queen, these advisor being shitty. Yeah. For her to go, I say, you're fired. Yeah. Off with their heads. Yeah. I mean, you have to at some point step into you know reality. Right. <laughs> like you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been living under the crown. You got to at some point go like, oh, we're human beings. Like, how do you not love your grandson? Like, my mind is blown. I, I have, I always loved Prince Harry the most, by the way, out of all of them. I always thought he was the biggest badass. You know, we went in, you know, he volunteered for the army. I mean, this guy's a badass. And now he's just even a bigger badass. So, so that's Amen. all that's going on. Wow. That's all I got news wise. That's pretty that's, big news that the, um, thrilled. Uh, the the uh, the All Star Game was last night, so we were doing All Star Game stuff. Me and uh, uh, Chet, Chet and Adam. And Adam. Uh, but uh, everybody, we're trying to do a little bit of that stuff. But everybody is watching the. We should have done it. We should have done play by play on the uh, the Oprah interview. That was you what know. was hot in the streets last night. It was Oprah that interviewed Meghan and Harry last night. That's where that all came from. That's oh really? That I want to watch. Where yeah. is that? Like on Oxygen or something like that? I have to. Oh no, I'm sure it was like on NBC or whatever. Yeah, you you'll be able to find that on Hulu. Okay, today. like I'll I'll turn on Hulu today and there'll be the big thing in the front That's page, the like Oprah. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a scream the uh, full interview with commercials on CBS.com. So it was on CBS. Oh yeah, I'm watching that immediately. That's got to yeah. be amazing. Yeah, that's a big, uh, big thing. Okay, so you you watch anything else besides that? Like, did you see? I watched Boss else? Level. You didn't like it? Oh my goodness! Oh wow. my goodness! And I wanted to, and I watched the whole thing from top to bottom. Um, 
you know, it, it, here's my, here's my thing. And they had some big people in it. Mel Gibson's in this movie. Naomi Watts is in this movie. Ken Jeong, Will Sasso in like a, a very weird character for him, but it also very funny. Michelle. Will Yao's Sasso's in your stand in. Yeah, exactly. And what right. made me mad is like, is that Will Sasso pretending to be this Russian bad guy? And like, he's not fu- like, it's weird. Like, and there's, there's, there's and Joe the Carnahan problem. directed it. I mean, the guy's a top shelf director. He's a list director. This guy. Well, here's my thing with this movie, and I wanted it to be a big, uh, like, better. And the thing that caught me was it's trying so hard to, like, it's trying so hard to, like, play with its conceit that it doesn't actually utilize its conceit in any way, and it doesn't make any sense. So there's a lot of stuff in here that just doesn't, like, if you are, like, a good person, if you are, if you are Fred Grillo's character Mm -hmm. and you're doing anything, the realizations and how long it takes him to realize certain things just doesn't sit with me right like it takes him 150 times before he realizes he needs to check on his kid but the 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 day before was all about hey i just want to see my kid more he dies 150 times before he decides he's gonna go check on his kid doesn't make sense but don't you think uh, the 150 times was like a minute like the way you play a video game no like he he made it out he gets he he spends he he there's there's two very serious flaws with it one you have a groundhog day show where he dies the, the exact same time every day in a bar drunk at mm-hmm. 11, 27 PM or whatever, or mm-hmm. f- whatever. So like you basically have this groundhog day that keeps happening to him over and over that he ends at the same time. So anytime past there is new. So okay. it's not a real groundhog day show because he just never made it past that far right. when he figures out how to, everything changes. But also the other part of it is, is he never explores a different route, right? He figures out how to get there but he always goes to the bar. But if he was like really doing it, you'd think he'd try some other places. Other than the bar? Other than the bar. Well, it just always has to end up at the bar at 1130. I mean, okay. First of all, you should know that your boy, The Rock, went public by saying he thinks Frank Grillo is the best action star we have. You know I'm not saying Frank Grillo is not a great action star, but I didn't know that. But you can't. But you, if you don't believe the raw, if you if you didn't cry after the, I did. Oh, I didn't tell you about this, but I was really sick. But I I cried during the second episode of the Raw show, or maybe it was the third. No, you didn't. I did. The Young Rock. What made you cry? He was like his dad was doing um, wrestling at a at a a, a swap meet because that's all he could get work at. And his girl, the girl he was trying to impress was like trying to leave. And he's like, nah, I'm just going to hang out here with my dad. And he watched his dad and was supportive. And it, it was just cute. Okay. But listen, what I thought about, like, okay, so Bustle of it doesn't get like a, a lot of points for originality, right? It's okay. It's all been done, right? Let's just oh, say. Oh, boss, boss level gets about as much credit for, uh, no, boss. Sorry. I, I'm going to, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the guy. On You're going to be me today. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing redeeming. There are a few interesting scenes in this movie. But it, it it does not it doesn't hit anything for me. It, it like every single thing's contrived. There's some fun scenes and there's ways to make it good, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't drive its own plot forward enough. It could be it could have been a really fun movie, but when you have to tell everybody at the beginning of the movie, oh, like a video game, like when that's one of the first lines out of like the uh, copious amount of exposition you throw in the first twenty minutes of your movie, we got a problem. We get it. We get it. Like you had to see, you know, when, when you get to the end and he goes, you know, some real boss level shit. 
I'm like, all right, you said the name all the way of the show, movie. You get your points. Let's. Well, they got to say the it. title. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said the title. Oh, I mean, it's but, it's it's no nobody. You know, even in Wonder Woman 1984, nobody ever went. You know what, Wonder Woman? It's 1984. <laughs> I mean, okay, but don't you think that, like, okay, so let's say it's formula, right? But don't you think that there's, like, uh, you know, real value in execution? I mean, it's a well-executed movie. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no, are you really? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it, Carnahan knows how to make a movie. I mean, it's, it's, and Frank is, is, you know, he puts real emotion into something that, that probably any other actor would not, any other actor I would have turned that movie off. But Frank makes that movie infinitely watchable. I mean, his his efforts are compelling. Is it? We <laughs> did we watch two different movies? Did they give you a better cut of it than I did? Because I watched the one on Hulu. I mean, it's got sick eccentric violence, right? I mean, the violence is pretty yeah, I eccentric. Love good, I love good violence, right? Um, I couldn't like the bar stuff. Didn't make any sense to me. Um, like he seems like he's great, but he I, I don't get me wrong, but Frank. Frank, if Frank really loved his kid, Frank would have done that the fifth time he went out there. Like, he jumps off the thing and gets all the dust, blah, blah, blah. And I know it took him a while to figure that out. He also learns things incredibly quickly. He came from a non-sword fighter to a master sword fighter and literally uh, 22 deaths. Like, he did a month of sword study, and all of a sudden he can beat the But greatest. what did Tom Cruise do that was so different in Edge of Tomorrow? Well, there was a different kind of unexpected thing to how he how that all happened. This one's... Because they, they're still trying to in the same cute. timeline. They're I'm trying saying. to they're trying to be too cutesy about it. It was way too cutesy. All that stuff, and then that fucking like the 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 whole like fucking flux capacitor bullshit. Don't even get me started on how ridiculous that was. And then like and then they then there's just like oh yeah and by the way if you go too long the world just ends. Like okay, that's <laughs> this movie. I am sorry. I wanted to so bad. I was looking forward to it. Um, the acting like they like. I'm not a huge, you know, like, you know, me and, uh, me and, uh, me and Mel Gibson stopped talking when he started calling people sweet tits. Um, but like <laughs> the act, he, even his act is like, really, dude, this is what you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to phone it in here. Like, did he read all those? Like, do you have a phone in the background the way? Like, uh, just like reading the lines past everybody. Like it was so bad. I wanted to like it, Cliff. I did. You know, I it did. got finished in 2018. That's when they finished this movie. Right. It's, it's been on a shelf for, for two, almost three years. I did it. They ran out of stuff to put out there. They're like, well, we got boss level. I was like, are you sure we don't have like another season of Animatics put out? I'm like, no, we don't. We don't. I mean, I, I guess. Okay. I, I mean, I just, and maybe it's because I know Frank, you know what I mean? Right. Like maybe because he's my, my, my boy and we're like close, oh, I, but I, I I, I'm great. pretty honest. You know, it's, 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 I feel like he is the movie. Like, right. you know, I feel like that movie without Frank is, I don't know what it is, but right. with Frank, I feel like it's a guilty pleasure. Uh, I had no, uh, you know, but yet I didn't feel any guilt enjoying it. I just felt like, you know, I'm, I'm in like, this is like, I, look, there's so much crap out there. This felt to me like a real, uh, uh high level, you know, movie. I don't know. I guess I, well, it's okay. we don't always have to agree about this is listen, you're talking to the guy that's watched all the bad movies lately, right? Like I know, I'm, but you like movies like this. That's why I'm having well, this bump because you're like usually bad, the guy that'd be like, yeah, I like bad movies that are bad. And I like good movies that are good. I don't like bad movies that are trying to be good. 
right? They're desperately like this movie doesn't think it's a bad movie, but it also doesn't do any of the bad movie thing. Like it does all the bad movie things, but it doesn't have that bad movie camp to it. It thinks it's, it thinks it's better than it is. It thinks it's winking with me and it's not like, it's like that. You know, honestly, it's like that Moxie movie where it's like, Hey, we're, we're all about the teens, but all the teens are like, fuck you. You're not about the teens. (laughs) Okay. Did, did Joe it. write it? Did Joe write it? Uh, he wrote it with other people. I feel like he got. There's a Chris Bory and an Eddie Bory who are the original. Yeah, I feel story like they're people. the problem. Yeah. That's where I feel like the problem is. I feel like the screenwriters were lazy, and then you have these top, a top shelf director and actor, you know, making this movie so much better than that script was. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah. I, think. I mean. There, there are definitely. I mean, there's definitely problems with the script more than the the. The people like they're acting as best they can within the confines, but like it starts out, everybody already knows it. So you have to kind of already kind of go, it's kind of like uh, Palm Springs in that way, where it's like right. everybody already knows that this is this and that's that. And like this is how these kind of things work. And then, you know, and they jump in, blah, 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 blah. And there's some, there's some fun scenes with all that stuff. But then when you get into like that real story of it, it's all it's like, okay, well, if this is a, if this is one of those repeat movies and he already knows he is because he's already so bored with fighting, he's doing like the, the matrixy things he's throwing coffee and he's not even looking at the guy he's hiding. He knows where to do all the things. And, and then he making these realizations, like, I don't know if you're bored enough where you're just like fighting the guy like this and throwing coffee at his face, you've checked on your kid. <laughs> all right. We're going to let it go with that. <laughs> you checked on your kid. Am I wrong? Cliff Dorfman. What's the first thing you do if you realize you were never going to die and, and you were going to keep repeating the thing. No, I'm you checking check my kid. By kid. the way, I can tell you Frank is a, as a dad. That's the first yeah, thing he's doing is checking on his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Frank would also, the first thing Frank would do is check on his kid. The, the character Frank plays, it's like, I'm going to get drunk in a fucking sake bar? <laughs> Frank does like sake. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but he wouldn't every day. He just drinks no. till he dies. No, he'd go no. visit his kid. All right. All right. We're he doesn't later. even make a phone call to his wife till 140 deaths. Did you count? Jesus. Did you it count? Just, that's what I don't believe. I believe everything, but I don't believe that he would be that slow. But you didn't like that. You didn't think the action was just so fucking high yeah. octane and so many. The body oh, count was huge. Octanes. I'm going to octane. I got <laughs> I got some octanes. Some all octanes right. for all you fucking. <laughs> okay. Let that one go. All right. Everybody. We have to stop, unfortunately, because this is getting really fun now. This is an awesome episode. I love you, Jason. Thank you. Um, this was so much fun. And uh, fun. thanks to Natasha Legero and, and Dan Levy. And I yeah. am going to sign off now. So. And I just want to real quick shout oh, out. Thank you guys, House Hunters, uh, and, and all that stuff. But also just remember, uh, Starburns Audio has just released a new show. If you're, very, if you're interested, Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. Uh, the Bianca Del Rio podcast, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Check it out. Listen to it. Uh, download it, share it with your friends. Um, and if anybody wants to uh, do a boss level uh, deconstruction podcast, I'm here. They can write boss level together, one scene at a time. Everyone, stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman, I love you, everybody. Talk to you soon. Yeah.